0: Welcome back to Your Money Counts, a podcast brought to you by Marquette Savings Bank. In today's episode, we are continuing our conversations about fraud with a discussion of money laundering. Before we dive into the episode, we're going to get to know your banker with today's guest. Uh, if you could introduce yourself and let us know what is the best concert you've ever attended.
1: Well, Thank you for having me. I'm Lisa Lopez, uh, Senior Vice President of Deposit Operations at Marquette Savings Bank. The best concert I ever went to would probably be a difficult decision because I've been to so many, so I'd have to say too many choices and maybe my Dave Matthews band fans would get that reference.
0: So, no, this is good. You don't have to have a favorite. This is how we know that you're world traveled, you're well accultured. We should think that you have a lot of insights into the way the world works, which is part of what we're talking about today. Um, well, if uh, you listening uh, at home have heard of uh, drug lords or corrupt CEOs, or you better call Saul, then you may have heard the term money laundering before. Uh, but Lisa, would you uh, maybe take a moment and explain to us uh, from a banking perspective what we technically mean when we say money laundering?
1: Sure. So like you said, most people have heard the term, even you know, if you've watched Netflix and Ozark is a big show out there and all about money laundering. Um, but really, technically, what it boils down to is taking money that has been gained through illegal activities um, and trying to move it around the financial system um, through either a legitimate business front or through a business that doesn't really know that you're in on something and you're employed by them, or individuals to deposit money into accounts and move it around the financial system until it becomes untraceable.
0: So uh, someone or a business or something, you, you, by some means you've got an enormous amount of money illegally. Um, could be selling drugs. could be anything. We've done it illegally. Um, but – you know, if at the end of the year my bank account just has millions of new dollars in it, then the IRS is like going to be reasonably curious about that. No, curious. Uh, you know, no paychecks or anything. So the idea is I've gotten bundles of cash, whatever. I've, maybe I've gotten it in, in PayPal accounts, whatever. I've gotten a ton of money. Um, but I need to move that through things so that when it comes back to me, it actually looks legitimate. Like get it to me through a paycheck somehow. That's exactly correct. Um, and then uh, that that money is is clean. It's not clear to the IRS, to whoever is looking, to your bank, that the money is you know illegal in any way because it came to you somehow legitimately. Um, okay, so that seems that seems uh, clear enough. Um, but I guess what's curious is if you're if you have all these tools at your disposal to get money to you, um, you know, through these cleaning methods, these laundering methods, then how does a bank ever figure out? that it's illegal money?
1: It's a very good question. So there is a team... Of uh, bankers, and most banks actually, but at Marquette Savings Bank, there is a team of people that look at account activity. Um, I'm not going to give away all my secrets, but there are reports that come up that kind of detect things that are not normal behavior. So, you know, a business that typically shouldn't be depositing thousands of dollars in cash or an individual depositing cash and wiring it out or things like that. They kind of spark our interest, so to speak. So we take a little deeper look into those things
0: okay so you're the this um bank what's a, is there a name for these people
1: yes the bank secrecy department and that. the fraud department I know it's very covert yeah
0: the bank secrecy department it sounds like so Avengers ask I like this um so they're looking for things like um, that would be really uh, unusual so you had said uh, like depositing thousands in cash if we can think of all these examples where you would not reasonably get thousands in cash like you're a a, a website that sells things online Like, well, why would you ever have thousands in cash? It's not as if people are mailing you envelopes full of cash to purchase things. They're buying it online with a credit card. So that might flag uh, these reports in the bank secrecy department and say, like, something strange is going on here. Um, We should look into it. Um, Okay, well, so I can see how that might work with like a business where, you know, my business is um, you know a small retailer, so why would I ever show up with like a million dollar cash deposit? So that seems obvious, but what about individuals? Um, like, how do you how does the bank figure out that an individual is participating in money laundering?
1: So there are. Um people called mules that money launderers or criminals will uh, hire out or maybe seek out and you're not really sure that you're a criminal helping a criminal. Um, They're called mules. So this person will take the money from the criminal and think that they're going to gain something from it. So I get a wire transfer or a cash app deposit to my account or uh, a, a check that I think is, you know, for a lottery that I didn't play that I'm going to win. Um, and then I'm instructed to keep a little bit for myself and then move that money to somebody else's account. So here's some wire transfer instructions or here's a check to mail to somebody or here, you know, go withdraw cash and put it in an envelope and send it through the mail to somebody in another country. That happens. It happens here. Um, there is a movie Clint Eastwood is in that shows a very basic concept of muling, where he knows what he's doing. He's running drugs across the border, and they're letting him keep a cut. That's kind of a you know pretty blatant example. Um, but these mules that we're seeing um, are, might not even know that that's what they're doing. They, they just think somebody's helping them out, and they're helping them in return by moving the money around.
0: Okay, so we've got some popular media research people can do. Ozark, Clint Eastwood's mule. Okay, so if you want to learn more, there's some entertainment out there related to this. Um, um, so it sounds like, uh, people can pretty easily, I guess, uh, participate intentionally like, okay, cool. You'd said, keep some money, mail money here. You feel like you're getting paid for a task. Seems pretty innocuous. Um, obviously it isn't, but are there ways that people get swept up into this unintentionally? Like, are there ways people maybe use my account that I might not realize? I mean, w- uh, is it always like, you're always going <laughs> to know that you're involved
1: Unfortunately, no, you don't know. Uh, and most times there's people that don't know. And by the time it gets to the bank, it's kind of too late because you're either out your own money or you've been helping somebody move money around illegally. And once the realization comes, it's, it's, it's pretty hard hit. So you hear the term romance scam a lot. But really what that is, is a confidence scam where somebody builds trust with you. So they might friend you on Facebook or on a dating app, or you just might get a text message out of the blue saying, hey, how you doing? Um, and they start you know, getting to know you and telling you how great you are and all of a sudden, hey, could you do me a favor? And the next thing you know, you're moving money around and you might not even realize that it's illegal.
0: Tell me more. Like they, they asked you to do a favor, but like usually people don't ask me. So why would I ever do that?
1: <laughs> um I don't know why people think that it's okay to do favors for people, but they might say something like, hey, I'm stuck working out on an oil rig out in the middle of the ocean, and I really needed to have this package delivered. So I'm going to have it delivered to you. And when you open it, there'll be some instructions in there. So just would you go ahead and do that for me? And when they get the package, it's full of blank checks and um, addresses, like almost like you think maybe you're paying bills or paying somebody back. You know, I borrowed some money from so-and-so. I need to pay them back now. There's some checks. Just write those out. You're Moving, or maybe account.
0: you don't even open the package. I could see, like, you, you know, somebody says, "Hey, I'm out of town. I'm getting this stuff delivered. My buddy will come by and pick it up. Can I just get it shipped to your house so it doesn't get stolen off my doorstep?" It seems totally innocuous. And it's full
1: of stolen debit cards. Yeah. Okay. You don't know.
0: So, um, I guess people can get swept up into this stuff. You know, you had mentioned you you meet people. Online, old friends might reach out or profiles that are pretending to be old friends. Um, you know, you had said dating apps. you know, like all the ways that we meet strangers online. We may not meet in person for a while, and you know, maybe they ask some favors. So you could get swept up into, the, up into this stuff. Part of the chain, without even knowing that you're part of it. Um, well, let's suppose like I start to get suspicious. You know, I'm seeing something happen in a company. Um, you know, somebody has reached out, right? Like an old college buddy you know, reaches out over Facebook, asks you to do a thing, but then you text him and he's like, dude, that's not me, right? So maybe I do think there is some kind of money laundering going on. Mm -hmm. What am I supposed to do about it?
1: So there's lots of things you can do. And one of them off the top of my head, the first thing I'm going to say probably wouldn't come to the top of your mind to say, but call your bank. Um, If you think that there is, you know, account Activity that isn't quite right, or you're being asked to move money, or you've got a check in the mail for no good reason, call your bank and have a little bit of a discussion about that. They have resources. They know, trust me, they know about all the fraud that's going on right now. Call the non emergency police number and ask if there's somebody you can talk to. Um, AARP is not just for retired people, the bank uses them as a huge resource for a lot of training around this. Um, They have a website. Um, That talks about Fraud Watch and uh, a helpline you can call if you have questions because you're embarrassed or don't want to talk to somebody else. You're afraid to admit that you cashed a check and mailed money somewhere. Um, Lots of good resources.
0: Okay. So call the bank. um, You know – if maybe if you're afraid you you've already accidentally participated better to call if you just sort of observed something you hear maybe somebody having a conversation with a loved one you're like that's wait wait what that sounds really suspicious um you can reach out to these resources uh but you know maybe i haven't encountered any of this yet you know i'm listening to this podcast and i'm thinking man, this sounds pretty easy to do. Like people reach out to me online all the time. I'm like, Well, okay, what do I want to do to protect myself? So how could you be proactive um, so that you don't kind of, you know, get swept up into some kind of money laundering?
1: You just have to be on your guard constantly. Um, so, so social isolation or the ease of, of making friends that you don't know personally, um, and the ease of moving money around the financial system now with cash apps and Venmo and all these you know bells and whistles have made it so easy. Just be on your guard. If it doesn't sound quite right or if it seems a little too good, like, ooh, they're going to let me keep $500, why would somebody let you keep $500? Right. I, I'm not sure. Um, drop it and talk about it with somebody. Call somebody and just say, do you... T- this doesn't seem legitimate to me, right? Or, hey, this sounds kind of legitimate. What do you think? And, and and see what they think.
0: So if you're a parent, you know, your kids are online, tell them, listen, nobody's ever going to want to send you money and let you keep some of it. Um, you know, if somebody asks you to do something like pick up a package and move it somewhere and you don't know that person, maybe don't do that. Um, but what about like, uh, you know, we're, we're talking now a lot about sort of personal responsibility. What if somebody has a business, you know, maybe they run a small business, uh, you know, it could be a restaurant, it could be really anything, and and they just think something looks weird about all the transactions that are going on. Do they have to contact somebody particular, a better business bureau? Do they still just just call your bank?
1: I think you're going to want to call your bank first and foremost, A, because they can talk you through those transactions, and they, again, are so aware of fraud trends that they'll point you right in the right direction, as well as helping you, you know, stop it.
0: Okay. So whether you're, uh, you know, an individual or an organization, a a small business, um, you know, whether you want to be proactive or whether you think maybe somehow somebody's misused your accounts already, uh, you, you contact your bank. Um, you know, Lisa, I think this has all been really helpful. Uh, Money laundering seems like it only gets easier and easier as every kind of transaction and interaction, um, it happens online where you can't actually see the face of the person on the other side of the computer, um, and you may not know you know, what kind of accounts are getting connected and, and used for what. Uh, well, if you at home uh, would like to stay up to date on the latest local and national scams that are happening right now, uh, you can do so by visiting Marquette's Fraud Protection Center at MarquetteSavings.bank. Uh, And make sure that you subscribe to the Your Money Counts podcast so that you can get the episodes as they're released. This podcast has been brought to you by Marquette Savings Bank and Equal Housing Lender, member FDIC.